Hello, everybody. Look at us starting on time. I'm so proud of us and uh, no technical issues uh, so far. <laughs> Let me not jinx it. Uh, the, folks, this is the yard sign. How you doing? It is Monday. We are in a post-election world. Uh, we're going to talk about what exactly that means for most of tonight. Uh, and thank you so much for watching. I'm Johnny Torres, your host. Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time, you can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube. Um, and then, of course, you can also subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcast platforms, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Audible, all those to come. But uh, thank you so much for for watching there's certainly no shortage of stuff uh, to talk about uh, so i'm going to go ahead and uh, get into today's topics election breakdown being the obvious one we'll talk about that for most of the show we'll talk about uh, our ideas and uh, other not so great ideas that are out there in regards to election integrity uh, and what does the future of the republican po uh, party look like in a post-trump uh, era um, not that uh, again we haven't uh, fully come to terms with the outcome of the election and we'll explain why but uh we certainly want to look ahead and uh uh based on what has taken place in elections all around the country uh you know how's the republican looking uh for the next uh two four six eight years uh and then of course we'll close out the uh, show as we always do with other stories for you to watch uh so let me go ahead and uh, bring in our table of cast members for today's show so excited got the whole crew in uh and uh, we're, we're we're running on all cylinders today over here at the table that from left to right is uh christopher kylan hello sir Hello, fellow Democrats. It is so good to <laughs> see you all today. Uh, we are looking forward to helping you fill out all of your forms to help the Trump accountability plan move forward in its fullest <laughs> let's try to keep this going let's try come on jody come on we oh gotta fake God. it till we make it to our democrat overlords oh no that is not joe wicker hey uh sorry i got that good jody lopes in this center chair how are you jody i am great thanks johnny glad to be back this week um i i completely cannot pull off the i've been a democrat and I just simply can't go back. I'm too smart. Don't blame now. you. <laughs> I don't blame you. And over on the far right, uh, never get uh, enough of this guy. Uh, but uh, luckily for us, there's plenty of them to go around. That's an evil Cabrera. What? Love the subtle jab there, Jonathan, Jonathan Torres. <laughs> hey, I'm no one to criticize. I'm just, uh, you know, just stating the obvious. To ensure that we are complying with the new FCC uh, Democrat rules, uh, we will make sure that we keep all commenting and chirping to a minimum. That's right. Yeah, that's not part of our platform anymore, Johnny. We can't say things like that. <laughs> well, you know, fortunately, now that the election's over, there's no more censorship. You know, <laughs> uh, they've, they've dropped all the censorship protocols, and we uh, found a cure, that, uh, and we found a cure uh, that right. came out today. Yeah, exactly. So thank you again, everybody, for watching. Uh, again, uh, the election, still uh, somewhat of a big old question mark. Of course, the media has decided that they know what's best for us. Uh, so they've chosen to uh, name uh, Joe Biden president-elect. But uh, the, the race is being contested in various states. Uh, we'll start from the top there. We'll kick things off with that. Um, the federal election, um, what, what are you guys thinking in regards to where we currently stand? I mean, what with, you know, not getting into, numbers and all that quite stuff quite yet what's your feeling on is is it done are we done here or um is there a possibility of seeing some results overturned in other parts of the country the biggest issue i've seen uh that is startling to me is the the senate being on the ledge 
Um, we're 48-48 with one run or two runoffs taking place, one of them in Georgia, where the three of us will probably deploy and uh, help our, our our never mind our our friends there of, of blue <laughs> of blue persuasion. Um, speaking of, wait, speaking of blue persuasion, let let's also before anybody else calls us out on it, let's remark on the fact that we're all wearing blue. blue. And we did not plan this. No, not yeah. planned at all whatsoever. Uh, beyond creepy, I think there's something psychological. Yeah. We have that. drank the Kool Aid <laughs> for the Democratic Party, and we are all dressing blue today to ensure. I'm even drinking blue, so <laughs> straight Kool Aid. Yeah, I don't know if it's Kool Aid, but uh, definitely <laughs> it's adult Kool Aid, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I think it was. I think it's pretty interesting to see that we all dressed in blue today, yeah. and just to show a, a head nod to our overlords as the Democrats. Yeah, take it's all about full unity. Control, yes, yeah. unity. We had unity. some things we are to unity. say earlier um, about <laughs> um, Joe. She wanted to congratulate him in a very specific way. Yeah, I'm totally not doing that on camera. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> No, but you know what? Okay, so while we're on the topic, I'll just bring us back a little bit because I think that um, my opinions on where we're at right now and where we're going are probably quicker and a little less upset than you guys' opinions on it. So I'll, I'll kick us off and then you guys can bring it on home. Sure. But, um, you know, I think we're at a place right now where... I don't think Trump is going to give up. I think he's going to, you know, keep going. And I think that's amazing. Um, I also think that personally for me and hopefully for most of the country that we're at a point where it's like this happens every four to eight years. Somebody loses. Right. And I really just don't think that my life is going to change because of this. I really don't. I don't I don't think that with Biden being president-elect, and I'm going to acknowledge where it's at right now, um, but I just don't think my life changes, and I don't think a lot of our lives change. I think that between um, with the Senate and just, I don't know, I, I don't think he's going to remember any of the things that he wants to do. <laughs> so, he like, need to. His, huh. uh, his overlords yeah. uh, do. Uh, well, and I think they're going to have um, Kamala. Kamala Shit, Harris. I still said it wrong. But I think that they're going to have her out parading around the country. I don't really think she's going to be doing anything either. So I, I, I just, I really don't see any changes coming for us in the next four years, even if um, Biden does take the presidency. But I'm very glad that Trump has not conceded, and I think that he should not, uh, and we should see where things go. But honestly, I think we're going to be fine. We'll figure it out. I don't think there's anything for people to be incredibly upset about, minus the whole voter fraud thing. Whatevs. That, well, you know. <laughs> well, if there's if there is anybody that uh, is upset right now, it's probably Verkylan. How yeah. you feeling, buddy? Um, well, <laughs> I, I've got a lot of a lot of sore spots in my heart. Um, no, honestly, so I haven't given up on the fact that this might be a Trump presidency yet. Um, I think it's unlikely. I think that. The likelihood of the amount of uh, improprieties being found that would overturn an election are extremely small. So say you need a half percent, you know, to, to sway the states you need to, to win. If you find 5% of the, the fraud or improprieties you need, that's not going to... Yeah, no. It's not going to convince any judge in, in the land of the, of the United States to overturn an election because of that. Um, even if you find an overwhelming amount, it's going to require a lot. It's going to require a, a shown concerted effort by people that are higher up in the DNC to, to do that. And that seems unlikely. Uh, you've seen in a lot of cases like this, like the Snowden case, where we had all the spying that we, we learned about. Um, no one was prosecuted because of that. And Snowden is still on the run. He's still not allowed in the U.S. He's not allowed in anywhere outside of where he's at right now. Is he still in Russia? Somewhere. Mm, 
Yes. He's, he's yeah, around. He's gotta be. Um, but yeah, nothing's came, nothing came of that. And that was a highly illegal, highly unconstitutional program. So you have to really have something that's quite overt in order to, to do that. Um, the thing that concerns me most, like you're saying our, our, our life is not going to change. Um, what I think is our life should not change. I, our life, the federal government should not have such an effect in your life that you care right. who's in the presidency. You should care on your local election. Exactly, yeah. that should be the most yeah. important thing. But so what I can, what I'm concerned about most is um, the economic environment that is going to allow me to start a business. You know, that's one of my yeah. biggest concerns right now. Um, I don't want to ha- like so as far as the wages, the wage thing in Florida. Um, you look at the actual wage itself going up, but you, you, what you see, don't see is the employer side of it, where you have the increased social security taxes. Yeah. It's not just going up two, three bucks an hour um, on the employee side. All the taxes that are on the other side of that are significant, and it keeps people from like me being able to hire somebody. You know, um, I'm going to automate what I can um, for sure because it'll be much more affordable. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see additional legislation or in the next election cycle, a minute, yeah, and, and a way to pull it to claw it back. I would not be yeah. surprised with that whatsoever. And I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to your um, discussion is that I'm actually perfectly fine in regards to everything from the down ballot. Am I upset that Trump didn't win? Yes, of course I am upset with that, right. and I think we did a great job. And the beauty of it is in Florida. We live in Florida. We have a really good system here. We have a we great have, governor. Yeah, we have a great governor. We have both houses, uh, both houses in Tallahassee, and because of that, we are protected immensely from what happens in Washington D.C. And, and so we have those lines of defense when it comes to making sure that our rights are going to be protected. The governor's already said he's not going to put mandates on anything. He's not going to close down the economy, no matter what, and that's going to protect us and our livelihoods. It's going to do more future. than protect us. Actually, it's going to help continue to balloon us because. Florida is the place that people want to be right now. That is why the housing market is so crazy because people are going to move here. Problem being, they're moving here from the north. Do not bring your blue votes to Florida. Well, it's Don't do it. No, it didn't yeah. happen. The $15 well, per hour close. minimum wage yeah. did happen. That's going to have a seriously adverse effect on our economy in Florida. Businesses will leave Florida because of that. I don't think that's the northerners so much, though. I think that that is... Because Florida's minimum wage was like $8. You... I think that was the problem. I think that if if it had gone on the ballot to go up to 10, I, I just think whether we did it 10 years ago or now or whatever, whoever the, I don't think it's the blue people coming that are affecting that. I just think that's Floridian saying, I don't have enough money because everything's ballooned so much. I mean, if you look at in, in four years from my, the house that I bought four years ago to the one, you know, and where I just sold, it went up over, over $50,000 in four years. So like, Anybody in Florida that was making minimum wage, just I mean, they just can't support their life. I don't agree with the minimum wage. I voted no on it. But I don't know that that's a result of the blue. I, I think Florida would have voted on that either way. I have to it agree. It was a number one majority. It was 60%, I believe. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to keep, from what I am told in Tallahassee, they're going to keep on pulling the voters and see if they can drop it. Again, as long as it goes below 60, it's no longer effectable. It has to be above 60% to get onto the Constitution. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start chipping away on that vote count. I mean, this is Florida. We've done this before. And I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if we figure out, and again, they've done this before where they figure out a way to claw back amendments that make absolutely no sense. And some amendments that came in that you have to win two cycles back to back to to get in. It's way too failed. That measure failed. Did it fail? That failed. Yeah. So I really think they're going to figure out ways to, to claw it back in one way or another. 
I would like that. Um, that's going to piss off a lot of people. I mean, they're going to be like, oh, it's just like the, uh, the the felon voting rights thing. Right, right. Where you, you changed the wording. Where actually, no, you didn't. You just didn't read it before you voted for it. Like, yeah. like an idiot. And we do have five years, right? So we've got five years while this is happening. And who knows, you know, what happens in those five years with the economy. Maybe it does make more sense at that point to... Maybe, maybe it makes more sense and maybe it doesn't have this ballooning effect that we think it's going to have, but... I, I think it's going to be the small places that are going to take the hit. So like you as an entrepreneur, or you're starting a business, you're not going to be able to start it the same way. I was thinking about it already the other day, like my housekeeper, you know, it's like she's going to have to pay her people more money, which means she's going to have to charge me more, which means that I'm just not going to use the services anymore. And and what's going to happen is she's going to lose business in general all the way around because of it. And I, I just don't know if some of these people really thought about that. when they I was it. this close to hiring a housekeeper to be able to maximize my effort into my business. And now I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Uh, it's totally worth it. I have never been happier. Um, I can't remember her name, but she's amazing. I'll plug her next week. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk Jesus. about... Well, you're lucky you're brown. Wow. This, wow. <laughs> so we're talking about the, the you know, the kind of the federal election, right? And 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 now this is where we can kind of get into what, what is happening, right? Michigan issues, apparently, with the machines that were counting the ballots. Pennsylvania, uh, obviously, drawing out, accepting ballots after Election Day. Uh, th- those were rules... What what ticks me off the most about this election is that they literally have been working since day one to change the rules, censor the administration. Like they've literally pulled out every every stop they could to try to stop the president from being reelected, um, and that they're going to. They're, they're right now. It's seemingly uh, possible that they're going to get away with it. Um, you'd look at you know the basically what they're calling glacial pace at which they're counting some of these votes when you talk about georgia and you're talking about another recount in arizona and 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 again pennsylvania um so it, it's frustrating because we shouldn't be in this position it's 2020 it's not 1820 it's 2020 and the fact that we need to modernize our elections is something obviously for the next topic but do you guys see do you guys see any of the, whether it's Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, do you see any of that changing um, and, and possibly changing the overall result? So I'll say this. I think we are going to flip Arizona. I think that's what they've been talking about for a while now, that a lot of those votes that are coming in are probably going to flip. But we need two of the four states that went to um, Joe Biden this time, which went to Trump last time, Pennsylvania, Michigan. Um, Georgia and Arizona. I don't think we're going to get two of the four. I think we might get one of the four. And with that, I don't see the presidency going over. What is giving me some form of of comfort at the end of the day is seeing the numbers coming out of Georgia, knowing that those t- two Senate seats, and again, we're sending people from Florida. Uh, shout out to uh, the Florida Federation of Young Republicans. Yeah. Shout out to the, the National Federation. Um, we are sending people to Georgia for that um, election, I think January 5th is when that election is taking place um, to pick which one. In both of those, we are we are winning pretty handedly. Uh, the reason why one of them didn't go to us is because two Republicans were running in that one race, and the other one is, is just too close to call. So I think we're going to be pretty... It's, it'll be an interesting race, I, but I think we can pull those off, and that will keep the Senate, which is what at the end of the day is, yeah, is very important and yes. and again and talking about a little bit more i don't want to get into full numbers but 
seeing how much of a shellacking we gave the Democrats in the House yeah. is absolutely insane. We they were supposed to pick up fourteen, and they're losing twelve. So I have no idea what happened with the DNC in regards to that. I think it's called the DCLL something, and how they've lost so much. I was looking at some of the numbers. Almost a hundred million dollars were put in like four or five seats in uh, Florida, Texas, and South Carolina, and they lost all of them. Well, it's the ineffectiveness, and so it's it's the people are seeing that what's happening in the house is just completely ineffective and these people I'm, I'm not even sure who lost their seats to be perfectly honest with you but i think people have just been there too long and they're ineffective and i think people are starting to see that and i think that even if people voted biden or they voted blue on on some things i think they recognized the mandates and the regulations that were coming down from from some of their their candidates and I, and they either didn't vote or voted the other way on those. I think it's it's really interesting to see that turnaround. And I think it's going to be interesting, Chris. I want to know what your perspective is with an individual not voting red on the, the, the top of the ticket, but then voting red the rest of it. What does I, that tell you? It's I a good point, Enable. I Go spoke ahead, to a voter specifically that did this exact same thing. Her husband was a diehard uh, Republican. Uh, she voted red from under the top mm -hmm. down. So she voted for for Biden or for Joe or for, for whoever, and then everyone else Republican because she didn't like Donald Trump's, Trump's personality. Um, and that's like... Yeah, but at that scale, I yes, mean, do you really think it would yes. happen at that scale to where did. Republicans could make yeah. huge gains nationally and even statewide in many states and then still lose the White House? You know yeah. what? Yeah. So what, yeah. what I saw in my canvassing, uh, I saw about one half percent to maybe three quarters of a percent of Republicans, um, strong moderate Republicans, uh, you know, anywhere in that range that are not voting for Trump because of his personality or because they don't like him being a, an ass sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and one percent is what wins elections. We're yeah. seeing it we right now. We're seeing it yep. right now. Yep. So to give a little content to that, um, one of the best, best ones is that we flipped both House, uh, Senate, and House seats in New Hampshire. We control the entire legislation, legislators in uh, New Hampshire. We are on pace. It's huge because those states yeah. have been blue, blue for so long. Yeah, yeah. party uh, operatives concede uh, concede that they are no longer on track to take over Michigan or Wisconsin or Iowa's houses. Neither the neither the chambers in Pennsylvania or uh, Minnesota, the the Senate in Minnesota. So these are states that we we lost. We lost Michigan. We lost Minnesota. We lost Pennsylvania. However, in the presidency, however, we are taking their houses and the biggest. The biggest prize of all that people don't understand is that this is a redistricting cycle. Yeah. These large Republican swipes, we're going to win. We're going to have full control to pick the, the to redesign the districts for almost 125 hectare. Please check and see if I'm doing that right. 120 <laughs> something house uh, seats will be able to redistrict on our own. Texas is picking up a few. Uh, California is losing. New York is losing. Michigan is losing. Florida is picking up two, right? On oh, that one. yes. So yes. that's that is the again, Democrats and they've done this now for multiple cycles where they lose plus 100 legislative rices. And so now what we're seeing is something that we're going to be able to see in the future that this keeps the Republicans in power for at least another decade when it comes to state house and Senate seats. And I couldn't I could tell us about being in power. Um, so some people are always frustrated that the government is uh, not getting things done. And I think having a divided presidency, divided legislature, uh, is actually the proper way for government to happen. If, if you can't agree overwhelmingly on what should happen for the country, nothing should happen. 
Yeah, it should Grid, be stalemate. Gr- gridlock is a design feature of on purpose of, of the United States government. Yeah, and that's what's supposed to happen. We don't want things to go quickly. We want things to be able to go through um, opposition. I, Joe Hort is making a or Joe Wicker is making a great point. Uh, supporter Trump supporting Trump carried ninety five percent of the Republicans through uh, their positions. Another one is. Uh, uh, Mr. Alexander is saying that the house, the house in Michigan and Pennsylvania, were already in uh, Republican control, and those were seats that the people were trying to take out, and we were able to keep those. So again, this is a larger conversation. I get it; we lost the presidency, but you it's don't not have the end of the world. But you don't have the strength as a Democratic Party, who spent us probably two to one at the end of the day again to yes, be able to yeah, take that's any another of this. Big thing to talk about. They I, at my last check, and I think it was like two or three weeks out from the election, they were up as far as spending for the presidential race by $400 million. So you're telling me that you had to spend $400 million to get your geriatric bumbling fool into office? Like, congratulations. And Tell us how you really feel. Chris. I actually have some. I think he's holding back. I have some regret <laughs> as far as I got a text from the Trump campaign uh, that said, <laughs> you do not want to be on November 4th and number 5th wishing you gave more to the party. And here I am. I saw you you posting about that. I've given you, I've given you like 200 plus hours of my time. I feel great about what I've done. You know, I've seen great things happen in Florida. We kicked ass in Florida. Yes. We really did. We picked up five house seats. We picked up one Senate seat. Yep. And look, congressionally, uh, you know, we, we need to make a bigger deal out of Maria Salazar unseating Donna Shalala in Miami. Um, because that's a great one. Not only, um, I mean, this is literally the heart of Miami. This is as blue as a seat as as one can get. And for us to flip that congressional seat, red is unbelievable. And I see Joe's comment. Did you see the, Joe's comment? Yeah. I'm sorry, wait, wait, wait. we don't want to interrupt you, Johnny. Give but me the camera. <laughs> Joe Wicker, calm down. No, Joe, you're totally right. Because I heard you say a couple things where I was like, what's he reading? I was right. like, that's not yeah. what Joe said. <laughs> Apparently we're talking about rices. I'm not sure what rices. Uh, right, yeah, yellow rice. I've been watching too much Letter Kenner, and they <laughs> add an rice. S to everything. <laughs> so, do you think no. we have to start fundraising better to to, to make these no. races work? Honestly, I, I don't, don't think, think we have, have to fundraise. fundraise better. I think Republicans, like all good Republicans, know how to stretch a dollar yeah. and know where to put it, and we put our dollars where we needed to go. I will say this though: in states that Trump lost. He, it's because of Trump at the end of the day that Trump lost. And there's no there's no washing it over, no policies or anything else. Because if it was COVID, let me, let if me it tell was you one of the cost, other ones, it then we, it would have been a wave. Yeah. A I'll tell you. Wave. You want to know what cost Trump the election? White men. No. You know why? No, wanna, it was the, I, no. I think it's the Four, women. No, 4% of white no, men. Less, none of that. Yes. This is campaign communications. When did the campaign ever talk about all the accomplishments that he made the past four mm-hmm. years? He was always negative in the debates. All the Most of the advertisements were negative. The ones that were positive were like a lot of B-roll, and it's like him getting out of Air Force One and him doing rallies and him doing... Where was the talk about the economy pre-COVID? Where well, was the talk about peace in the Middle East? Where was the talk about moving the, the, the embassy to Jerusalem? Every time, whether it was a rally or whether it was a debate, it was negative against Joe Biden, negative against Hunter, uh, negative against Kamala. And I think that, to an extent, after a while, people burn out on that negativity, yeah. especially when people want to hear, okay, well, what did you bring to the table? I think that um, what was really interesting, I think you're really right on track there, Johnny, because... 
from watching the ads and the debates and stuff, I really didn't have many talking points when I was talking to people about why they should be voting for Trump. You know where I got my talking points from? Um, the Trump victory the yard campaign sign? that was here. The yard sign. I'm sorry. No, you guys didn't give me many talking points. I'm sorry. But no, I'm kidding. But the, uh, the, you know, like for real though, the Trump victory campaign here in Hillsborough County, um, they did a great job in helping me find great points that I just like didn't realize because I was being so bombarded with so much other random information. Criminal justice reform. Yeah. Like there was just so many things that they helped me. Um, the black voices for Trump too. Like when I follow their Facebook page and their Instagram and stuff, like I was getting amazing information to be able to have conversations about. And, and I really didn't see that education coming to me. I mean, I'm a supporter and I didn't know a lot of these things. So the people that were on the fence or that weren't a supporter or didn't know how it affected them wouldn't have learned that. That from the actual Trump campaign it, itself. This is so. a, a very good point, Johnny. I think the Democrats did a great job of making the game on their turf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They pulled us in the directions they wanted us to fight on because those were winning winning fights for them because whether they're right or not, it could be plausible that they were in the right for, for those, you know, like for COVID, you know. That we, did well, we, were never, we were never on the we offense. Them, we were always right. on the defense. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And that's the yeah. problem. Trump does yeah. very good in when he's on defense. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that wasn't enough to get him over the edge. Again, well, him himself you. made sure that there wasn't a wave, but we did lose in key states that we should have done. But like fracking, I'm very surprised Pennsylvania went the way they did. Now I'm going to say not all well, those votes. I, would, I, know, I, don't, I don't know if all those votes are what they say they are. Well, and Robert in the comment section also makes a great. Dead minors. The, the historical <laughs> black colleges and university yep. fund. Yep. Like, I mean, holy no one ever did that I would have before, run an yeah. entire campaign just around that accomplishment. Yep. And and so I, the other thing I also want to point out is, is that when it came to the the Biden campaign, OK, what they did was pretty brilliant because they basically took the, the Trump playbook from 2016 and they said, if we can't get people excited about voting for Joe Biden, what we can do is get them excited about voting against Donald Trump. And yep. they did that very, very effectively. They got people fi fired up. They got people angry with BLM, with the riots, with mm -hmm. all these other, you know, every moment they could, um, they, they took that opportunity to make this a campaign against Donald Trump and not for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Because again, Sleepy Joe, nobody cared what was what the Biden campaign was doing. Nobody was showing up to these rallies. Nobody was showing up for Barack Obama, who used to draw thousands yeah. of people. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Kamala Harris just isn't likable. Like she, like there's there's not unless you're a, a woman of color of uh, you know Hold specifically on. African. Let's, let's, take yeah. it back. No, but I'm saying like the only no, people I was that say, I saw, I'm a woman of color and she doesn't excite me and I'm right. not excited about her being the vice president. Exactly my point. So I'm like take it back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that actually cost me a friend this weekend. Oh, really? a, a long-term friend. So the Kamala Harris comment or Kamala Harris comment. So I had a friend uh, was like, "Oh, I'm so happy that Kamala Harris is the first black slash woman vice president slash Asian black. slash and whatever." Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I mean, so she's also not the first person of color to be a vice president. Yes, and there was someone under like Calvin Coolidge or something like that in the 20s. Anyway, um, so I, I, I cannot only, believe I you only, stole that from me. I go ahead. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> Continue. Anyway, uh, so I simply asked, what is your favorite Kamala achievement? And this person replied, um, well, being the first black and, and woman vice president is a pretty big achievement. And I was like, I said, generally in politics, you refer to piece of legislation, uh, policy enacted, uh, you increase efficiency of, an, of a government agency. It is something that's going to affect the life of your constituents. That's an achievement in my, in my eyes. And you can say, no, that's not what I think is an achievement. But 
as opposed to giving me something that was like, you know, I like this, um, I got your mansplaining to me and you are a sexist and all of these negative divisive comments. Um, and it was, I, I gave this person a chance to, I said, I really don't like to make be a substantive. I don't case. like to be talked to that right. way. Please. Yeah. I've been your friend for a decade. Don't tell me I'm a sexist. You know, we've had dinner dozens and dozens of times in the right. last handful of years. Yeah. Um, and I'm really sorry I, that your mom feels that way. I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty terrible thing. My mom is a Republican and she would <laughs> smack you for saying that. I just, you know, I'm Chris, I, I really agree with you on that though, because, and, and we had this conversation right before she was picked to run for Correct. VP. And, and I had this, you know, and, and I felt the same way then as I do now, whether she won or not, but I, I'm with you on that. I don't think it's an achievement to be selected because you're a woman or because of your color. No. It's the achievement. Now, I do think it is an achievement when you make it to that position. So it's not just the policies and things, yeah. but I feel like it's an achievement when you make it there based on the merits of what you've done and your job and how good you are at it, not because you were de facto selected out of a small de facto group. Yeah. And, and so for me, woman of color that really enjoys opportunities and, and climbing the ladder and, and making a way for other women that want to be able to follow in my path, for me, this isn't something that I'm out there posting and excited about and and running and ranting about because I actually think it sets us back a little bit because now we've been selected because we're a woman of color and not because of all the work that it we've was, put in. It was certainly a campaign strategy to, to put her as the VP pick. Oh, it was absolutely. Um, but yeah. that was just because of her color and her gender, not mm -hmm. because of anything that she's accomplished or even the state that she comes from. Or because I she was say, better than any other candidate. Yeah. She was just the best pick out of the the women. And then they went one more granularity on the data and said, oh, and you're tan. I will say to yeah. the, uh, the Biden campaign's credit, I think that her being the radical uh, side of the, the party that kind of helped draw in the, the radical left and the radical left is getting bigger than it ever has been. Yeah. So you have the doddering old, you know, a little bit less of blue dog, a little bit left of blue dog. And then you have the, but the, it's so the flaming socialist. But, that, them, but it's so ridiculous them. that the supposed, you know, more radical of the two is the one that has legitimately like on record, like in policy gone against everything they stand for. Like she has literally incarcerated thousands of African-American men because of her policies and her team and her office when she was attorney general in, in California. And withheld evidence to keep black men on death row. Again, yeah. these are going to let them die. And let these are going to be the yeah. things that are going to keep on being brought up in uh, social media and some of the other places that they're not going to like. And again, the they're not going to be, it's not going to be brought the, up too much because uh, the Democrats have already forgotten about it. The people that are voting for Biden, yes. half of the country has already forgotten about this and, or didn't care to begin with. And I'm not thinking about yeah. this. I'm thinking about think midterms. Yeah. I'm thinking they about do. midterms 2022 because any, any pres any um, party that's in power loses seats in the house and Hector and Hector and Joe Bar and Joe Wicker were talking about it on the comment section that the odds of us picking the picking up the house in 2022 is so strong because of redistricting that we will have complete control of the of the legislative part of the White House or of the of the US government again yes Biden won but he's basically neutered if we keep the senate yeah because then again we um who is the the majority leader in the senate right now uh cocaine mitch your buddy cocaine your cocaine mitch and he won again. that man Thank won you. by like six to ten points yeah. after yeah. 20 million dollars dumped into that i think they more than that a lot into him and lindsey graham oh my lindsey graham like lindsey 18 graham, points <laughs> well grandpa you know, lindsey i love Robert. him he's great <laughs> 
You know, our good friend Robert, who, uh, you know, is uh, is just blowing up the comment section. I love it, buddy. Good to yeah. hear from you. Uh, you know, talk, so he's reinforcing what I was saying earlier. The other thing that he mentioned that I did forget was uh, the Opportunity Zones. Opportunity Zones. Which were passed by Tim Scott and then, you know, enacted by the president. And, and how amazing those have been in black communities throughout the country and continue to be. Now, was it perfect? No. And here in Tampa, we have some perfect examples that I could point out where it had flaws. Right? But the overall, the impact that it's having on communities across the country Except is the right unbelievable direction. and we heard nothing all we heard about was hunter all we heard about yeah. was sleepy joe all we heard about was you know kamala and, and her record and all those things are valid but he had so many positive things to run on that just got left on the table and i think a lot of those things that we're talking about is the reason why we doubled the black vote from 2000 from 16 to 2000 or two yeah 2020 that's the reason why we increase um latin turnout for the Republican Party. It's the reason why we we turned out LGBTQ and young voters. The new coalition that the Republican Party has started to build is something that's going to last a generation. If we keep on moving in that place. And that's how you win at the end of the day, you win locally. You you expand the states. You expand the party, and that is what brings more people onto the into into the tent. And that's how we win elections in the future. But what we need to do, though, is I think that as a Republican Party, I I think that some of the establishment Republicans need to do a real strong look inward. On we're building this base, and we we have you know we have people from all over now that are coming to the Republican side. But how? What are we going to do to keep it? Because if we yeah. keep if we keep saying stupid things and we keep dying on the same hills, we're not going to get there. So like I think as Republicans, we need to take a look and we need to say like what is it that we really want to be inclusive about and what is it that we really want to stand on? Because we we can no longer have this. Um, gay debate. We can no longer have this religious debate, right? Like we need to recognize that there are things socially that are important and that the world has changed and the Republican Party, we on. need to change with on. it. Yeah. yeah, I will say this. One way of doing what you just talked about is adding money to it. You add money into these community outreach centers. I want there to. I want to make sure that we have a Republican outreach Latino center in West in West Tampa or town and country for the next four years, the next yeah. eight years. That's how that works. You don't remove the funding for those places. You increase funding in those locations. Mm-hmm. You increase you increase funding for the log cabin. You increase yes. funding for the young Republican. You increase mm-hmm. funding for the uh, the Black Voice. Or, yeah. What's the proper terminology for their organization? The um, it's it's like the Black Trump voice, but there, black there's voices no, for yeah, Trump. Yeah, Black voices yeah. for Trump. You extend that funding and you keep it because so that they can get well, it out. Because because this is what happened. What happened with the Obama administration yeah. is that yeah, he won two terms, but he got decimated in the state, local, state and right. local races. Yeah. And then when Hillary ran, she did nothing for those races either. And again, Biden. Democrats don't care about local elections; they care about national, and they think they're going to win that. They're very top down people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, to your point too, it, the. The one thing that Trump did very intelligently was working with people across the aisle. Maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily legislators, but there was a lot of stuff that he signed off on that went totally under the radar that were passed, you know, by Congress. But then also reaching out to your Van Jones and reaching out to Ice Cube, right? Reaching out to Kanye, reaching out to key individuals who are willing to come to the table and and, and say, "Hey, is this something that you can help us with?" Uh, and that also 
building a strong Hispanic coalition and having them at the White House on a regular basis, building the Black coalition that was on the at the White House on a regular basis. You know, it's building those relationships. It's not, and it wasn't just around election time. These were things that he was doing every single year from the day he got elected all the way through election day. And that's what the party needs to do. When we're talking about outreach, I, I did an interview the, this week with Bay News 9 talking about Hispanic outreach. The Hispanic outreach that the Republican Party has been doing to get us here and see the numbers that we've seen throughout the country in terms of Republican uh, um, Hispanics voting Republican in this election started in 2014 mm -hmm. started in in yeah. those midterm elections after we got our butts kicked by by uh, by Barack Obama and so um, it's the, the work is finally starting to show fruit um, but these are things that takes time and years and consistency. And if you only do it every two years or every four years, like Democrats have been doing, then you're going to see the results of that, which is an erosion in that support. Mm -hmm. And so you look at what happened in Miami, you look at what happened in Orlando, you look at what happened in certain parts of Texas and around the Northeast and the Midwest, you know, where you saw not only a lower turnout by Democrats in some cases, but a lot of people crossing the aisle to vote for President Trump and make it as tight a race as it is, is because this coalition building has been active and consistent for the past six years. Johnny, do you mind if I respond to Hector? No, yeah. of course not. What do you say? So Hector asked um, in the comments, um, how do we bring such Republican groups like the HREC, which is the Hillsborough County Republican something, something. Let, I, I want to hold on because there's still a little bit more national news to talk about. To go with that stuff? Yeah, because one of the also points I want to say about the Hispanic vote is that how on earth did Democrats lose so many border um counties in texas and in arizona yep. where they should have blown it out of the water those are the those are the counties that are generally uh very democrat friendly yes. because of the immigration situations there yeah i'm trying to look for the county right now but there was a 60 point swing on one side um I'm, i cannot find the county right now but it's it was 60 65 for hillary last time and there was a complete swing well you've seen in the last couple of months donald trump come to the table more talking about mm -hmm. uh finding passive citizenship as opposed mm -hmm. to deport everybody so i think that may be a direct result of, of that um so well, he's willing to, to talk about things and work on it and i think that that is coming forward but i think it's also a security issue i think that those those states are also even though they're probably heavily immigrant one a lot of those immigrants want to see people come here legally because mm -hmm. not everybody jumps the border correct right like so i think that a lot of people want to see people come here legally and then this the security i think is a is a, is a really big issue for them as well because they're being affected by it they're the ones that are in the midst of it that need the protection and they're running from something in the country they're at and then they're getting here and they've got the same gangs and the same violence and they're running from the same things yeah. in yeah. these border yeah. towns yeah. Yeah. Somebody, and i think that's making point. a big difference uh somebody i know on facebook was talking about oh man what how amazing that john lewis's county went for biden and how uh st louis you know also went for for biden and how all these places that had had turmoil and riots and and issues with the you know like stuff that it it was as a result of the democrat controlled legislature and government in those areas are responsible for and he's praising them because they reelected joe biden well what do you think you're going to get more of 
It's the same problem. These are the people that caused the problem in the first place. I will never understand how Democrat cities that are literally teetering on anarchy still vote Democratic. That's how brainwashed California. Many Democrats are that they cannot understand all the how, big cities. How I'll say how stupid their vote are. Yeah. They are supposed to be. Their vote is so precious that you're supposed to you're supposed to pick the leaders that you want, not continue to. It's the it's the voice of insanity. You're doing the same exact thing, expecting a different result, but you're doing the same thing. They are absolutely insane. And so I think we just continue to fund the organizations for outreach for the Hispanic youth, um, the African-American community, the LGBT community. Keep on pushing because that's where we're getting the inroads. And if yeah. you think we lost barely, that's the thing. We barely lost this election in some of these states. And, wow. you're, and if we get well, Pennsylvania, some of the other ones, it's still a percentage or two away. That's still on the radio edge at the at the end of the day it is so if you get someone like a nikki haley or we Ooh, get someone that's nikki again haley. george whoever goes to georgia to stump we're gonna be a the white person for are gonna be the republican <laughs> by the way seriously uh, is i want to i want to give a shout out i love our comment section uh, oh, yeah, yeah they are Dude, all over it doing our job too yeah. our Start. buddy uh, our buddy miguel buitrago from uh spectrum hey. you know, who works for spectrum if you need spectrum business uh, services hit up miguel um uh, saying real clear politics has moved pennsylvania back into um, uh, a toss-up. No, me digas. Uh, right now, uh, Real Clear Politics showing 49.8 for Biden to 49.1 for Trump with 97% reported. So that could be a huge uh, upset and flip happening in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, look, Georgia's, uh, according to this map, is still gray. North Carolina still gray. Um it's 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 look and we we were talking about this off air you know before uh the uh before we started the show and and the sad thing is is that i think we all know that if they do overturn the election results by by some chance um it's going to get really ugly out there it's you know and that's the, that's truly unfortunate you know because you know we should be the shining example of democracy and 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 uh in in the world and the fact that the other side, the other side was already riding and protesting Wednesday, like Tuesday night, <laughs> Wednesday morning. They were already out there protesting and rioting when the election results were nowhere near <laughs> and announced. They, they realized they were ahead. They were like, oh, we, got, we, we jumped the we gun out a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But everyone, anyways. stay strapped or get yeah. clapped. Um, that's uh, an important <laughs> thing to remember going forward. Um, um, real quick, I just wanted to reset the show. Thank you so much, uh, everybody. Watching the yard sign on uh, whatever platform you may be doing. So don't forget all of our episodes, not only available on Facebook, but YouTube as well. We're now back live on YouTube. Uh, thanks to Bake More Pies, uh, who is providing this uh, this amazing equipment, this amazing studio. Uh, and so if you need any digital marketing and advertising, make sure you reach out to Bake More Pies at bakemorepies.com. Um, also, uh, again, uh, love the comment section, but please make sure to share the episode if you don't mind we're going to continue to grow the show and uh, again the the views are going up the subscribers are going up the audio version of the podcast if you haven't uh, subscribed to that it's on google spotify and apple podcast platforms uh, that has also been blown up so the show going in the right direction uh, again topics now election integrity future of the republican party coming up along with uh, additional stories to watch 
Chris for Kyle and Jody Lopes and Anibal Cabrera at the desk. Uh, I know all you guys were diving deep into your phones and laptops (laughs) as soon as I mentioned that. Um, But look, you know, this real clear politics map is showing Alaska still up for grabs. All right. Three. There's three electoral votes there. Nevada. I mean, I'm sorry. Arizona back to gray. Um, uh, Literally a half a point difference between Biden and Trump. This is according to who though? Real Real clear clear politics. Uh, ninety-seven percent reported. I mean, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to get too excited here. Is there a possibility yeah. that this could flip? So I will say this: if of the four states we flip two of them, I will be very surprised. And I think it's might be even a little bit detrimental to the country. And the reason why I say that, because again, we are not understanding how. We are not understanding how our republic works. It is not the news agencies that elect the president. It is not the news agencies that dictate who wins or who doesn't win. It is the news agencies that are doing a prediction of results, which is why of all the four states, even if we don't win it, I want Arizona to flip so they can shove it in the face of Fox News. Who called it so quick. At 7.30 on Tuesday. Are you insane? And while we destroyed Biden in Florida, they called that at like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Like it was was ridiculous. So one thing I think we have to do as Republicans, and this is might be a, a, <laughs> a very hard hill to overcome, is to get our foot in the door with the mainstream media. I know you said that last week, you, the, and, and we talked about it a little bit. Yeah, the, you, you're right. They spiked the Hunter Biden story. That should have been an election mm-hmm. killer for Joe Biden, but mm-hmm. literally zero times it was even mentioned on the five big networks. Well, NBC. and you still have outlets, and you still have individuals out there who want to claim that it's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Yeah, they they think it's fake. They're like, oh, this is just you're just saying, saying that because of the Russia thing. You're trying to do, it's it's a revenge story. They still it's won't even say that Trump is present. That's my that's my that's what pisses me off about Democrats. They're talking about us becoming uh, united again and us doing everything else. My but first the last com- four years, yeah, what have they done? My first comment is, do you think Trump is your president? Yes or no? Well, blah, blah, blah. well, then why are you talking to me about this if you don't even want to say that Trump is your president? He is your president. If Biden wins, Biden is my president. That's yep. how things work. And to for you to bring this 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 illusion of a false presidency hillary clinton two weeks ago on like pbs made an argument saying that she the um the election was stolen from her in 16 um what is it uh, miss adams in georgia said that she's she's the governor of georgia <laughs> when she's not well hillary is so upset about the electoral college but that's how biden's winning now so what do we want to do about it girl right? like no, what, where I, do we want to go what, no what do we want to do new type of this. oh my god all right so do we want to go ahead and uh, move on to the next uh we did uh, we can 45 we can, minutes on that we show. can walk around are we going we to, to uh, integrity next are we going to discuss things. some of the uh potential uh fraudulent activities that happened or we, we, I don't, it's not only about it's not only about discussing you know you know all the shadiness that's been going on but also you know what are some solutions what are some things that we should be looking at to bring our election process into the 21st century it's 2020 well, again so it's not 1920 it's not 1820 part of the like problem. we should not we should not be a week out from the election still counting ballots we are always a week or two weeks out of the election and still counting ballots that's but what we, we should do. but we shouldn't be in this day and age we should not be although technology is a little too open to hackers because the government is never going to come up with a system that's better than what like a private technology sector could come up with. But um, Tesla, Elon Musk. Yeah, put Elon on it. No, I don't want any of that. What (laughs) secures our elections is a decentralized, locally run 
organization. Florida, I trust Elon with anything. Florida looked like a hot mess in 2000. And now we had all of our stuff We're up and ready by 8.30, yeah. 9 o'clock. We know who exactly yeah. was going to win. Yeah, and but look, the early the, voting in Florida, I think, makes a really big difference. Yes. Like, like we, you know, and I think in Florida, we started counting early. Some of those states didn't start counting their early votes until election on day. On purpose. Like, on why? Purpose. Get that shit yeah. done. Well, all right. So the issue with they were, they didn't want the projected results from the early voting to affect Push, yeah. uh, the election day or whatever else. But well, we didn't you, announce you, them. In you Florida. can count them and not announce them, which I think exactly. is a proper way. A lot of the issues we're coming, we're having in like Pennsylvania, for example, we have these laws in place for election integrity and they're just not being followed. Correct. Like for example, in Philadelphia, you have um, GOP poll watchers not being allowed in. You're having Dem poll watchers allowed in and GOP poll watchers not being allowed in. And then a court injunction being issued, you know, to- Saying you have to. You hassle these people in and they still left them out. What the hell are you doing behind those closed doors that you can't let GOP people in to watch what the hell's going on? That is a serious concern. So we- I mean, we have this election law infrastructure in place. That's where a lot of the, I don't think the actual vote counting is a serious issue. I mean, it is in certain places like in Michigan where we have uh, some of the polls that are like, oh, we just misplaced 6,000 votes to Biden yeah, instead of Trump. Right. But the laws are not being followed and that is a human problem. That's not a technology Correct. problem. Yeah. So that's a big part of what we have to address. I well, think- but but again, you know, even as great as Florida went, okay? Because I'm, uh, I'm not talking even about this election. I'm just saying elections in general have to be modernized. And I think mm-hmm. we, we are there or close to being at a point where we can transition to having electro- electronic votes. Nope. Well, technology and Automation is exactly how you take human error out of everyday things, right? So like in business all the time, what do we do? We automate. We automate with technology to remove human error. The ballots are already counted electronically. You stick the ballot into a scanner and it counts the ballot. That's that's what Florida does. I know, but that's And those are the ones that that are there for it too. I mean, we're halfway there. We still have this problem with like the mail-in and stuff. And so there there should be a way that people even when you're mailing it in that there there's something to to verify who was supposed to get one who got one who returned it what and, was their vote and and did we get it before whatever that cutoff is at night yeah look holly holly, to- holly brings up a good point hi holly and uh, you know facial recognition thumbprints okay yeah like this is readily available technology that's now accessible to everyone even on your phone you know yeah, it's good like call, why can't we yep. start to implement some of those at a higher level of security uh you know to to track who's voting and who's not i think a fingerprint facial recognition you're automatically going to eliminate a lot of those dead people counting. And the uh, government already has my fingerprints and stuff. So what do I care? I'll go to the poll with the fingerprint. But you're also going to have the pushback of voter suppression. Right. That you're asking for voters to do more to ensure. Don't get me wrong. They I, wouldn't even need I an understand. ID if they had their fingerprint. I'm understanding right. the position yes. that you guys are going for. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that caused an issue at this election cycle was the the on purpose giving out mail-in ballots to an entire electoral population without them requesting not without them requesting that was the fundamental uh manipulation in this election because you put all these good ballots out there and you have no idea if those people came to the polls if they mailed it in if they went to the poll and then mailed it in the next day because some of these states are accepting them with a postmark by the third so i could have gone and voted early and still mailed one in twice arizona is a perfect example they're already saying Mm -hmm. almost up to four thousand um 
votes and that they're able to follow and track were coming from people that no longer live in the state. Mm-hmm. And that's right. because they were given, they were mailed out ballots. And even after they left, they still voted. And this, in election, this election is coming down to that many votes. Like yes. 4,000 yeah. votes will swing a lot of these states. So oh, if, yeah. you can, if you can knock that off, that's going to give a lot of help. And that's, that's why swinging I, a congressional yeah, race easily. Exactly. Oh, and yeah. That's why I think we're going to see a lot of that in Arizona and maybe even in Pennsylvania. And again, the fact that the integrity of the voting rolls is not subjective. You're having people that are 120 years old voting and you can see this. It's blatant manipulation of the vote. Mm -hmm. And that's what they did. They automatically sent their entire electorate a vote vote by mail, which could easily be manipulated. And I don't think that's right. If grandma lives in your house and she passed away and you're a Democrat, you You can send in grandma's vote. And no one's going to know the difference. Well, or if somebody um, moved from your house and you still got it, you can send in their vote. And well, just, I, here you go. And yes, I was having can. this conversation last night with a couple of friends of mine who said this. We go, who here doesn't remember how to forge their parents' signature? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I it's was that really easy. Bad at that. If you're when, getting those ballots really at home, at no, you know, you know what you do? Yeah, you but uh, you light. really think it has to be that accurate? It I does. Mean, honestly, it does. My English teacher was horrible. So what you do is you put your paper and then you put a light underneath where your parents would sign and then you manipulate the signature that way. But no, I think what Johnny's saying is it doesn't have to be dead on to be counted by the vote. Like, I'm sure, like, who's looking at it to figure out if it's dead on or not? They're going to let it pass. Eyeballing it and going, okay, my signature is literally my legal signature is three bubbles it's it's, it's huh. literally three lumps it's it, but, like that is my legal signature yeah <laughs> so i will say there are multiple i don't again i don't think it's going to be enough to flip two i think we get one state at the end of the day if we get two then there's a there's a situation where it might actually be a 269 269 situation which could which, be even worse yeah which know. would be even worse i don't but again, hate it the, if, i don't hate it if we if the president actually gets this out and is able to pull it out at the end of the day then we're gonna have a situation where people are gonna have to understand this is how democracy works no they're not going to that's not that's not works. today's culture no that's they not want today's today. culture they, want, they believe the news media so much mm-hmm. that they don't understand it's not the media that calls it right yes and no yeah. one's going no one's gonna come to that realization so one thing that i found disturbing was uh, as far as the vote tabulations, when you look at computer logic and computer coding, yes. the the complexity of choice A, choice B, and tallying choice A, choice B, and forwarding it to a you know a total of choices, it's a very very simple set of code to read a ballot. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can have thousands of ballots go the wrong way and be tabulated the wrong way is disturbing because. The security part is the hard part. The 128-bit encryption, et cetera, that's the hard part, but that's not what involves counting votes. It's really, really weird that you can have these things that's, I mean, well, multiple this, this phone is capable of doing voting tabulation a thousand times over. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm talking about. I mean, if we can send people all over the country, house to house, to make sure that you filled out a census ballot, then if you can't come to a precinct location, all right, why can't we send somebody to your house to let you vote? You put your fingerprint, you pick your candidates, and you submit it electronically, and we're done. I do think the electronically is a little bit of an issue, though, because like you like you were saying, like it can tally a vote, but it's the security pieces. But can it tally a vote? Because have you guys seen, too, that the election software used in like six of the states in question is all the same software. And I saw an Uh article somewhere that they did an update right before the election, which introduced a bug. Now I'm in technology. Guess what? Bugger feature. Bugs happen. Well, I'm going to call it a bug. (laughs) But I mean, I'm a technology. Anytime I do a release, 
something something gets messed up inherently somewhere in the system you've changed something so i mean the software is still a problem because even if it can tally it how do we even know that it, it's tallying it right or that there's not something else i think off, you should be able so. to go online and see what your ballot came through as no 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 no, no, no. i think again the less national it needs to stay as local and as non-connected as possible that ensures voter integrity to ensure oh, that no outs- that, to make sure County. that no outside influences that vote now what i do agree is that you should be able to see if you voted or did not vote that's a big deal which i think you can do that here but seeing who you voted for and everything else leads into a lot of manipulation it leads into a lot of buying votes there's a lot of exposure of data you understand the amount of like there's a reason why we didn't put a trump uh a trump sign in front of our house there's a reason why we won't put a bumper sticker in a house because people are so vindictive that they're going to damage the property i'm sorry i just wanted to call out holly's comment where she said that uh and i don't know i don't know i don't know how accurate it is i haven't fact checked holly but i really like it um that the software company is owned by nancy pelosi's husband hector uh, do the fact check i saw that a bunch of uh the voting machines were owned by a company that is belongs to feinstein's husband or something of that nature i think that's kind of more or less the same rumor that's that's going around but yeah again it's one of those things yeah. like okay maybe it's true maybe it's not but that's not the crux of our, our yeah. arguments here the yeah. things right, we've right, already right. stated up it's, until this yeah. point yeah. are <laughs> much more important important and pertinent and legally applicable than anything else that we've said after yeah uh look uh, i just want to go back to you know tr- just really quick with in regards to trump kind of running a mostly negative campaign that we were talking about earlier devin um you know uh says you know if trump had toned it down a little bit he would have won huge in the african-american community I agree. he's yeah. african-american himself i mean you know he he you know he's in a lot of uh community organizations and and uh he says that he heard it from a lot of people and and again there's only so much negativity that i think people can handle before they're just turned off by it so then what can you imagine what 2024 is going to look like when we have someone that's not as as bull in a china a china shop? we're going back to boring old politics i don't think so no 20 2024 is going to be amazing because it's going to be Crenshaw Haley. Oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I call it now and I would like for them to recruit me for their campaign. Haley at the top? And I will say that. No, no, Crenshaw at the top. No no way. I will say this though. The reason why we did not win in Arizona. There's a reason why we, it's not a bigger win in Arizona is because Trump for the longest time had like a vendetta when it came to McCain. Yeah. And even though we don't not like McCain and everything else for what he did in the past, in Arizona, he's seen, that family yeah. is seen like a god for some yeah. odd reason. Uh, right. What what's the, the his daughter's name that's on the oh, view? The one on the view, Megan yeah. McCain. I mean, yeah. she's like the princess of Arizona, right? And she totes <laughs> it that way. So like, I'm not surprised that we're losing that we are so close in Arizona. And if you would not, there's no need to attack John McCain. No, there was never a need to attack McCain. And that's again, it was self inflicted. Well, well, you also well, had the. The paper's running. Oh, Trump had the the McCain uh, SS McC- USS McCain hidden in Japan when he visited because he couldn't handle seeing it, which was bullshit and totally made up. Yeah. That's so that's gross. like okay, he stopped attacking McCain. They're like, no, we're we're gonna make sure it's people think he's still attacking yeah. him. But, but here's the, the other day- here's the other point that that I also wanted to make is is that 
the other big uh i think str- a strategic mistake they made was attacking the mail-in vote of the the mail-in ballots i get it it wasn't ideal given covid obviously it had to exist in some form to reduce the number of people physically having to go to the polls right making the the voting more accessible not a fan right because there wasn't enough verification in place but if he had embraced it and he had said you know what republicans go out there get your mail-in ballots send them in i i I think we could be looking at a very different uh election but i bet you that people that maybe didn't want to go to the precincts and that maybe traditionally uh would have um and decided that they didn't trust their vote going by mail i think maybe didn't vote at all Um, and and i think they they should have embraced the mail-in ballots versus uh attacking it and discouraging it. we did actually so as part of uh canvassing in hillsborough county but that's absentee ballot chasing and it's not the same no we still we still push mail-in voting yes well if they had their their but florida didn't do that florida didn't do the mail-in ballots the opposition the campaign had to mail-in balloting was not mail-in balloting it was mass unsolicited yes. mail-in balloting and the media Correct. has conflated those two things that's yes. what i'm saying though that yeah. i'm talking about the latter i'm, but I'm Johnny, saying that- i think it goes back to what chris is saying is we you know in florida we worked on that with mail-in with the mail-in voting but it, that's ground game and that's trump victory you know campaign that was here but it goes back to what you were saying earlier how like nationally Trump's campaign made it such like a big no-no that they're in conflict with each other. Yeah, right? I mean, I Trump was literally out there telling people that that was how they were going to steal the election. And I'm not, I'm, I don't believe that he's entirely wrong about that. Yeah. I think without the coronavirus and without the mail-in ballots, I think it would have been a huge Trump landslide. Yeah, I agree. I, I think coronavirus agree. is a, a positive in Trump's corner. I, I mean, I think coronavirus, he's really come through on that. The, I, I really do. That's the my media personal. was never, I agree with you, but the media was never going to spin it that way. Yes. Yeah. Is win. Now, in regards to what we're seeing now on the, on the ground, again, I don't see Lindsey, uh, Lindsey Graham, or I don't see cocaine Mitch running for president. <laughs> yeah, I do no. see the new crop of Republicans wanting to run for president. Right, and that's so why I then? think 24 yeah. is going to be awesome. I think that, did you see, did you guys see Crenshaw's joint campaign video? It was pretty kick-ass. Oh cool. my God. Jumping it was the planes. best video I've ever seen. I like, I wanted to move to Texas so bad. I'm not jumping out of a plane. Well, I'm just saying it was really, really good. And that is why, well, you don't have to jump out the plane. The fact is Crenshaw jumped out the plane for you. Okay? Like he did. So like, I just think that like 2024, I really think it needs to be young, fresh Republicans. It will be. It will be. And we need to get off of this like presidents on the edge of death when they're elected. I'll vote, right? Cruz, like, I'll vote, I'll vote Cruz in the primary. I like him. He's a legal genius. Oh, I don't God. think he's the country, a sharp guy. I don't think yeah, the country he turns a lot of people off. Yeah. I don't he's think not likable. Cruz isn't isn't likable. I, I think I think you know to add to Jody's list. You know, sure. I think Crenshaw maybe gives it a go. I, think, I wish DeSantis. I think was. Haley, Crenshaw even old enough. I think Haley yes. gets yeah. in that mix. He's just barely old enough. But um, in twenty twenty four, he will be. I think. Yes. So, I think so Crenshaw Haley. I think. I think we see a lot of the what what many people have been already calling for years. The next generation of the GOP. So yep. Haley Scott. And uh, by that, I mean Tim Scott, not Rick Scott. But I do think we do see Rick Scott give it a go. We see DeSantis, Rubio. Um, uh, I think we're going to have an incredibly deep field again. Yeah. Um, and like you said earlier, Nebel, I don't know that that's a bad thing. I think it's healthy. It's good. It's I think very, it's really I think good. it's very healthy. The deeper the bench, the better it is. Didn't we mock the Democrats for this fast? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? We've got <laughs> They destroyed to. their bench. Again, yeah. they destroyed their bench by allowing... 
um, Joe Biden to basically steal the Democrat nominee yeah. nomination. And that's what's going to hurt them at the end of the day. Because now, who are they going to put up when dementia does fall into play six months from now for the pre- for the, the current president the non-elect? Slot. All right. Yeah. So if Kamala is president in 2024, does she run? She runs and she's got a strong footing because of her... She runs, but she won't win. Yeah, well, if we, I don't put, think she comes even close. I don't even think she, she makes it out of a primary. The Joker laugh would kill her. If we put young, fresh blood out there on our side for the Republicans, I, I don't see her winning on her own in twenty twenty four. She can't. I, win I on just her don't own. see it possible. She didn't even win the primary. Again, so. I am. I if I was a Democrat, I would be extremely scared for midterms, knowing that I'm going to lose the, officially lose the House and lose even more in the Senate. I am horrified to see what redistricting is going to look like when yeah. Republicans are completely still in control of their house seats and i am in complete shock and still scared that if something happens to joe biden that he that he something god forbid happens that it will look like she was put in as a plant her presidency yep. will completely look illegitimate <laughs> it already looks that way i know and that's where i'm that's where i'm coming from that it's just yeah. as a democrat i, think I am joe's so gonna make it scared. the four years i think joe's gonna survive the four years i just think he's gonna be very much behind the curtain and not really out in the public and 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 i think they're going to hide his mental state i would have two wouldn't people, be the first time yeah. i would have two people tasting my food i would ensure security <laughs> outside where i'm sleeping also would be Kam- the first time because kamala would be there to smother me as president i am scared for joe biden and his health yeah. because i know for a fact the democrats are desperately trying to go into to get him out look uh, as a kid i was obsessed with the uh, jfk conspiracy and i still maintain i think i think lyndon johnson snuffed out jfk well, I really do. We are not going to go there, but again, I <laughs> I look fo- I look forward to the G- the future of the GOP. Yeah. I think we don't see a resurgence in the Democratic Party for a very long time. How on earth are you going to keep the pro- the far left progressives, the AOCs, and all the others from not either creating their own party or completely destroying the Democrat Party? Because again, it would be smart for them to create their own party because they actually would garner enough of the votes to make a difference. And if no way in hell, no way. Party doesn't they, go anywhere. Oh yeah, but it would help us. Oh no, well, I completely yes. agree. I mean, can we just encourage that they all go start their own you party? Know, please? I completely I'll agree. <laughs> that AOC should become head of the house. I completely think that she should go for that. <laughs> all right, I do want to add. Uh, you know, Hector makes a great point. Matt Gates, another name that should be on that list. Not a fan. Uh, I am not a fan of There's Matt Gates. There's something wrong with I his think, face. I don't uh, know well, he, he looks, looks like, like. A, he looks like a bobblehead slash cartoon here uh, I don't character think a dude's wearing a but, gas mask this to the but, uh, to office is well he's he he's a jerk um <laughs> and, uh, first of all and and he he does he watch the show he's obsessed no, he's no, obsessed no, with the president he's obsessed with trump everybody knows that and i think he would try to be look honestly i think he tries harder to be a trump than than trump's own sons okay yeah. like it he just he he's kind of adopted that same style of politics which i think after the past four years i don't think the country has an appetite for and he would just be seen as a terrible carbon copy of matt gate uh and also i have a problem with him because i think he wants to run for senate and a republican running that's more like the republican i don't like that idea at all yeah um 2022 but if rubio but if rubio or rick scott run for president having um, to vacate you know they'll pressure them to vacate the seat like they did with rubio and then and and so rick scott may also go for that well and and if they vacate that seat matt gates moves in and matt gates is not gonna give up that 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 campaign for anybody unlike we saw them do to carlos lopez cantera which i hope would come back into the picture at some point do you think that so i think 
um, Senator Rubio has already announced that he's running for he's running for a re-election, mm-hmm. which would be his third term. I think it was his third. I think I saw I think that this today. Be his his third. Third. So, do you really think they're going to push him out and not hold the Senate race if he does run for president in twenty four? <laughs> Funny, I got breaking news, but go ahead. <laughs> oh wait, well, well now we want to know what it is. Uh, <laughs> so, and this is uh, retweeted by Joe Gruder, state chairman of the uh, Florida Republican Party, and, uh, which we have an interview with. So look for it on YouTube. Um, but um, Javier Manjarez uh, down in Miami reporting that Mark Rubio announcing he's going to run for re-election in 2022 uh, to fight socialism. Yeah. Um, ready That's for this works. fight, and I welcome it. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, there you have it. He's he's going to be and and look, he wins. That's another six years. Um, you know, I I don't know. I don't. You know, I think Rick Scott. I think it goes one way or the other. Either Rick Scott runs for president, opening that opportunity for Matt Gates, or Rubio runs for president and Rick Scott doesn't. But I don't think both of them. I think neither. I don't, I don't think, think Rick Scott's. Gonna I don't run. think Rick Scott's going to run. I honestly don't think that I do. at all. I um, really do. I think he wants to run. I don't think he will run though. I think, and also with Rubio, I love Rubio to death. It's open season. I don't though. think. I don't think he's. Gonna There's run no either. incumbent. You're going to have a very unpopular president by you know by half the country's standards, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 going to be an open season on the presidency. It's going to need to be somebody on our side that can really get people excited, and it's got to be the Latinos, the young people, the blacks, uh, the the LGBTQ community. Right. It has to be somebody that, like I said earlier is not dying on the old Republican hills because well, we have to change those hills. You got some size 14 running with Donald clown shoes to fail with Donald Trump. I mean, not, 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 not that he's a clown. No, we'll never see another. We'll never see. Shoes to fail. I don't think. We'll never see another Trump candidate. We won't. I mean, yeah. he's an anomaly in the same way that Obama was an anomaly for the Democrats. Yeah. We're not going to see another candidate like that. I mean, but we also Trump was don't an, need it. Like, Trump, yeah. Trump was so an equal. Trump was an equal and opposite response to the Obama administration. Um, we're not going to see a candidate like either one of those guys anytime soon. And that's fine. If that's the case, the pendulum has already swung extensively on both sides. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I don't think we're going to see, we're going to see a, um, a mellowing out of our candidacies because I don't, I agree. If Matt Gates tries to act like another Trump, it's just not going to work. You don't see uh Crenshaw doing that whatsoever. No, and he's he's gonna, being true to and himself. And he's coming out of yeah. a state that's going to, that will probably pull out another win when it comes to Texas uh, in regards to the presidency. I really do see that happening. I think he's positioning himself really well. Yes. N- Nikki Haley is positioning herself really well. And again, those are states that we need to make sure to lock in mm-hmm. first uh first swing and a miss for hector because i man it's so left field Re- desantis running for senate never gonna happen no way never gonna happen um Let's blow him joe wicker yeah, saying ivanka uh, would wipe the republican field i don't yes think i think when she should the run timing for, is right she but should she, run for senate in yeah, new york exactly she needs to run for something else first uh not for president i don't uh, think she would win president even by a little bit I don't think she'd get past I th- primaries. I, I think don't after think, another, I don't think she'd I think have female she, I think support. To more, be honest with you, I think she gets a lot of female. If she support. gets political, if she gets some political uh, credentials under her belt, um, like Hillary did, I think she she makes the case for. I mean, yeah, I've been seeing her run. do really kind of cool things. Like she's really involved in like the STEM education and working with young females and and entrepreneurship and stuff. But I don't. I guess for me as a it's voter. I don't look at her as somebody that I would no, want right, to Chris. lead my country, and I, I, I think that she'd never get there. But I, let's be honest, she basically filled. She will get a spot in New York. 
she filled the first lady role. Like she Melania did. had she absolutely. I think Melania really yeah. had no interest in at all in no. being yeah. first lady. No. And I think Ivanka filled that role no. very well, well. Think about it though. She didn't need to be first lady. But she was already loaded, had all the things she yeah. needed. Like like she she was just like, Okay, Donnie, you wanna do this? Fine. Like well, we're moving to Florida then. You know, like I mean <laughs> Now and and uh, and it, well and to to that point too, it, it's you got also the the factor that people tend to overlook when talking about Ivanka is Jared, mm. and Jared Jared's has been incredibly key in this in administration. Camp, yeah. When we're talking about the pill, the the Middle East peace agreements, when we're talking about the criminal justice reform, okay, those were all key pieces of legislation from this administration that were headed up by Jared, yeah. and I think he is the political mastermind of that family, and that's how Ivanka makes her way into a government seat. I will say it'd be interesting I, if he ran for a government seat on his he own. Won't, though. He no, won't he won't. He, they, no. they, 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 they make he likes way too much money. Background. I agree. I will say yeah. this: because that Obama, because Trump didn't win re-election again, we don't know if that's true or not. We still have time, but I will say this speeds up the timetable for Middle East peace talks. And I wouldn't be surprised if Sa the the goat in this whole situation, Saudi Arabia, um, inks a deal with Israel for peace talks. Oh, here's the matchup before January. And actually, January. kudos to uh, who uh, whoever. Uh, whichever one of you posted something in the south from the yard sign. Oh, me. Um, <laughs> Palm Beach County, congressional seat, Ivanka versus Debbie Washerman Schultz. <gasps> yes. Schultz, ladies. That would be amazing. I would love that. That would be amazing. And she could beat Debbie Wasserman Schultz yeah. easily, I think. I think she'd. I, I think she'd take Debbie to town. Okay, so let's real quick. Let's real quick talk about the. <laughs> Chris is like, what? I you don't like? Do you not like Ivanka? No, I don't think. No, he's I mean, I think team Ivanka. Should, uh, I could take it or leave it. That's moving, where I'm kind of like. Moving it. on, let's talk about the extremely local uh, uh, races, Hillsborough County. Ah, right, yeah, because we're we, already one twelve in. Yeah, so. <laughs> shocking. Or let's skip Hillsborough County. <laughs> It's the same thing we've said all along. Look, I mean, the, the Republican leadership is, is is out of touch with the political process. They don't have the experience. They don't they don't uh, they don't have the the donors' support. Uh, they don't have the elected official support or the candidate support um, because that has to be a, a two way street. Um, and Hillsborough County continues to move blue. We lost another uh, county commission seat, leaving only one uh, two. Republican. Two Republicans. Who's the other one? Um, I thought it was Ken Hagen and that's it. I was no, it's five two right now. It is five two. There's another Republican. Who's the other one? Merman lost. Yeah. She's no, out. No, no, no. Somebody it, was already it's there. Five two. There's one more Republican. There right? isn't. I'm this is Gerald's counting. It was mine. Merman and Hagen. Somebody chime <laughs> in on the comments. <laughs> on who's I on mean, is there somebody I'm forgetting? Oh, Stacy White. Stacy White. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. One. All right. So it's five two. We still lost a huge seat. We lost District uh, 1. Yes. With less Which than, we shouldn't have. No, we should have never lost District 1. And I think we lost District 1 by uh, 2,600 votes, which is definitely uh, something that we could have won easily District 1. District 6, we lost by 36,000 votes. And then District 3, we lost by 54,000 votes. So we definitely weren't going to get those. Two. And I didn't think we were going to get five, uh, 6 or 3. But 1, that is... Considering the disparity in Dems versus Republicans in Hillsborough County, it's not as bad as I would think. We should have won. That Scott won. Levinson, Harry Cohen race should never have been that close. No. 
Um, now, the fact that we could have won it, I think, is exciting. But that race should never have been that close. We should have. Merman should have won that race. Um, you know, uh, but it goes to show you that in Hillsborough County, the Democrats are more organized, more well-funded. Um, yeah. yeah. It, um, I, don't, I, don't think, I, I don't think they're more well-funded, nor do I think they're well-organized. I think it's the lack of organization and any I, any amount of effort from the if HRC they're organized here. period they're better organized yes, republicans I will in say hillsborough that. county i agree I and i've agree. i've spoken to people working on some of the campaigns in hillsborough county and the uh amount of inexperience and lack of wherewithal um at some campaigns even in the primaries not knowing what the hell they were doing at that point in time you know when you've got one hundred fifty thousand dollars in your bank from donors you have to do better than that. And but the REC not, is really what should be putting right. that together. Well, yeah. no, and, and you kind of hit it on the head right at the end, which is we're used to seeing an experience from campaigns, right? Mm -hmm. People who've run for the first time, uh, who refuse to hire a consultant because they don't know what they bring to the table, who don't know how to hire political operatives to run their campaign, work on their campaign. But the REC should be the one consulting those campaigns and pointing them in the right direction and telling them when they are you know, going adrift. And right now, there, there's no rudder there there's nobody you know that with any experience with with any credibility at the hillsborough county republican party telling people how to win elections well i'll tell you what's going to happen and as people that are involved in the other organizations in the county we're going to have to get together uh tbyr uh new tampa republicans south tampa republicans we're going to just band together and negate the rec's existence it, i mean it's not going to work it's, no it, it'll 100 work. work we already started working together in this last election, okay? And this is after, you know, the primaries were finished and realized, oh shit, what are we gonna do? You know, we have to start doing things to make these elections effective. And I saw TBYR work with New Tampa. I saw STRC work with TBYR. I, w I want to say this. It's there's a reason. Yeah, but you're why, talking about yeah. one or two events. There's a reason why. It wasn't you're a not concerted. Talking about talking about concerted yeah. like, I mean, it's a nice start. Do anything for this. After, from what we've learned from those couple of events, th this is how it's going to be going forward. At least, yeah. But you were basically replacing the REC. Exactly. I mean, which exactly. which again either needs to happen or the the REC needs to be overturned. I mean, Hector's talking about the culture war, okay? And basically, what's happening here at the local level is that you've got a bunch of people who want to purify the Republican Party and refuse to have anybody who doesn't fall in line with their belief system. Um, you know, that they want them out, and uh, you know, so instead of actually following reagan okay like a lot of them claim to do in talking about a big tent party these people basically want to purify and have the peers of the pure meanwhile they don't realize that it's become a cesspool of incest okay where nobody knows what anybody's doing because none of them have any uh experience or or any idea how to win any elections now i am not part of the hrec and i will say that um, I think that a big part of this goes back to what um, Hector was asking earlier, where when you say they're looking for kind of like purists, right? It's that we have to get off of these hills. And right. if, if the HREC doesn't get off of these hills, they are never going to recruit people like me. That is their demographic that Correct. they need to be getting involved in the party because guess what? I'm pushing 40. I'm going to have to come out of the YRs. Guess what I'm not doing? Joining the HREC. <laughs> but you're yeah. right. I'm going to join one of the other clubs, right? I will New join Tampa. South Tampa yeah. or, you know, I'm the Alify. I'm a member of the Alify Republican Club. Like, you know, I will, I will maintain those memberships, but I won't do HREC, which means that they're never going to tap this potential that is out there in Hillsborough County that they're not getting to because no, we won't. cannot 
continue down this path of purity that yeah. Republicans want to get off the hill, stop yeah. dying on it. They are still they are still running like it's 2010, okay? Because the whole Tea Party thing and the whole 2010 movement that started back then, that's when this whole purity thing started. And you're going to um, keep and on And they're having, still, that's how far behind they are. They're still acting like it's 2010 around here. And you're going to keep on having this issue every single election cycle until they understand that this is not, we are not in the middle of Wyoming. We're not in the middle of Texas. We are in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Hillsborough County is a purple-blue very blue county right now if you're gonna chirp about trump every single time during the media and not talk about your local races and not talk about your local officials your local officials don't even go to your meetings that's yeah. a big deal yeah the fact that that's happening now now well, and most people and, and the problem is in that organization they don't understand their role their role are the local elections that's anything that happens within the county okay it's not the presidential campaign, not the Senate campaigns, not the congressional campaigns. There are other organizations for that. Their responsibility is Hillsborough County and to win races within Hillsborough County. And that's what they refuse to acknowledge and accept and take ownership of. And they think that the problem is everybody else except them when they've alienated everybody out of the organization. So I think that we all agree that it sucks and um, it needs some fresh blood like everything else in the Republican Party. Well, the well we're working on well, the conversation right Yeah, the conversation right now is will Jim Warshock run for a third term? His last two cycles have been uh, devastating to the Hillsborough, the Republican Party in Hillsborough County. And does someone like that stay around for a third term? I'll say that it's very difficult for, for anyone to say that he should stay around. But if he will, that's going to be the conversation at hand. Well, right, at guys, some point, we, people need to make a decision, though. And I'm, I don't know this gym person, and I don't know where it's at. But if you've done a shitty job at your job for two <laughs> years or two cycles, then maybe you should see who else is interested in running. Let them run. And if nobody steps up to the plate, run again because like that is the only thing that makes yeah. sense to me as an adult and just just in anything that you're doing professionally like if you're doing shitty move aside let somebody else but if nobody wants to great keep it whatever but so, whatever you know uh, I'm not to kind of steal your thunder kind of cut it off here but uh, Pam Bondi just tweeting out um, from Attorney General William Barr, who has authorized federal prosecutors across the United States to pursue substantial allegations of voting irregularities before the 2020 presidential election uh, is certified. So, so every state's going to go crazy now. Well, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not it's certified until coming down from the top. December, early December is when mm -hmm. it's certified. Well, so we have time. Again, I don't think it will be beneficial for the country if. Trump is able to figure out how to turn this around. It'll be very interesting because we're going to go right back to like intense riots because all of it'll this be just accept the results aren't yeah. going to be just accept the results if Trump turns it around. Right. And then it's it's going to be all over right the place. I don't think there's a reason so we shouldn't pursue it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I agree that we should it. continue yeah. to pursue. Again, it's just going to be a disaster. Al Gore kept on pursuing it for about thirty-one or thirty-nine days, even after the election yeah. results right. were, were so, satisfied. And I'll say this to Democrats about why you shouldn't be pissed if Trump won the election this time or why you shouldn't be pissed about any Republican winning on the election. 95% of your platform is achievable in private hands. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you want Medicare for all, you just got 74 million votes for Joe Biden. The largest health insurance company in America is 70 million people. There's like some, some 30 million below there, but 
You can draw half of those clients from those health insurance company and boom, you have an experiment for Medicare for all or whatever permutation of yeah. health insurance you want. You don't have to tell me I have to pay for it in order to do it yourself. But they want if the it government works, to people do it will join it. Not you don't have sector. to force Jody, you don't have to fo force all of us to pay for it. And that's exactly what they want. They want everyone who, who's involved to have to pay for subsidies for this. They can't make it work without subsidies, without preferential treatment from the government. I mean, then you have the, like, the whole fossil fuels thing. You all can start driving Priuses today. You don't have to. You can go you don't buy have to whatever my you want. To do that. <laughs> so, I mean, look within yourselves and think, do I need to force Republicans or people who don't agree with me to do my bidding mm -hmm in order to make the change I want in the world. No, you don't. It's immoral to force them to do things that they don't want to do. I 100% agree with you. I completely agree with you also. And that's what we're gonna see. Yeah. Certain, certain states are going to push back on the Biden-Harris agenda when it comes to them pushing, when it comes to them dealing with energy, when it comes to them with housing, the Green New Deal, all of this bull crap that they're gonna try to spin on us, we're gonna have to push back. And that's where we're gonna push back as Republicans. We're gonna keep on pushing back. But this notion that he won a mandate and everything else, do you understand that 35% of the eligible voters in the United States chose not to vote at all, mm -hmm. chose not to vote at all. So don't give me this crap that you won the majority of people in the United States. No, you didn't. Technically, the majority of people either voted against him or didn't vote at all. So that's where people don't under, they just, they don't understand the process. You don't understand how the Republic works and you're going to get pissed when it doesn't go your way in the next 10 to 15 days. Again, Anything is possible to happen, what's gonna happen? The media does not tell us who the winner is. Yeah. When they certify the, the results at, in the next week or two, then we're gonna find out who won or not. So I, I, uh, I just figured out the uh, graphic for our, our new segment uh, going <laughs> he forward. He just figured out we were muted the whole time. So, no, 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 no. <laughs> because that's happening. This is, this is, well, no, well, start. This has been a really good so It's been great. It's, it's been, been amazing. Great. Well, again, if, you, if you're Johnny, wondering. You're doing a great job. Johnny, I want to give you props for this show. We're giving Johnny props. Oh, we started you. on time. We I haven't know. had any technical difficulty. This has been a really We're smooth show. We're definitely getting beer after. Well, and, and after. after Beers for Torres. After our last episode, if if uh, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to enjoy a little bit of uh, unexpectedness in our, in our show, go ahead and check out the last like ten minutes of, of our show. But uh, we have a new segment uh, now uh, called Verklempt Verkylen. <laughs> what, what what is this? What what is this referring Dude, to? He's got the same haircut and everything. Oh, oh, I, I love it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is this guy? That's you don't know who anger. that is. His anger from inside out. Come on, man. Catch up with you. Don't Kids, that's right. Yeah. yeah, not yet. I've seen it, <laughs> but not. Nah, I yeah. wouldn't know who it was. Did you have that's a great movie though? Uh, All right, I will. I will. Uh, Actually, on that note, uh, if you haven't seen subliminally <laughs> in the back, uh, Buzz Lightyear and my friends from Toy Story, uh, I want to give a shout out to the best animated movie ever created on planet Earth, celebrating their 25th anniversary. Toy Story, officially hey 25 years old, um, and uh, absolutely love that movie. But uh, you guys, let's go ahead and wrap this up with stories to watch, left to right. For Kylan, what story are you watching that we didn't get to tonight? Um. Democrats, you have a bunch of you. If you want to stop, you know, you implement the, the Green New Deal, do it yourselves. If it works well, people will follow you. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I, I don't have a story to watch because I'm trying really, really hard to not watch the news. So um, yeah. I'll fill you in on whatever I wasn't able to avoid next week. Um, but just keep your heads up. It's okay. Our lives are not going to change that much under Biden. It's okay. And an evil Cabrera. 
So interest rates dropping to a no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were seriously sincere. We haven't had an Enable Stock market in, did in a while. Today, in a while. Though, yeah. I'm I mean. I'm very much looking forward to Pfizer and not Pfizer. Um yeah, Pfizer or with their with their vaccine that's coming out. Pfizer. Oh, Pfizer. Yeah. I'm really yeah. excited for that. I will not tell you how many uh points of stock I purchased uh, before the announcement. That's all I'm going to say about that. We should talk about it uh, over drinks afterwards. <laughs> but I will say... Because I'm you not want, putting my money back if, in the 401k. If you want to purchase something, I would definitely purchase the baskets of medical uh, suppliers and medical researchers. They're definitely going to be up as soon as this happens. Because, of course, the election is over and we get, a, we get, we get an antidote. So, all right. Uh, for me... It's it's going to be lame, but I'm going to say it's 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 honestly it's the election outcome. It's it's the results. I, I mean, I think uh, it, especially after the news tonight, seeing how many states are still on the table, um, as crazy as it may seem, I think if if it flips, and I'm not getting optimistic, I don't think it will. But if it flip flips, it's going to be all out pandemonium, uh, and and I think that's it's it's it going to be troubling. It's going to be a tough time for the country at large, but it's, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow. But if they overturn the election results, it's going to get real ugly. Stay strapped or get clapped. <laughs> <laughs> and, al- right. and always no. for our Democrat watchers and overlords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gave Stay blue. We gave, yeah, we gave you today with the colors that we're going to wear. Yeah, we don't know what colors we're going to wear. Next. This is as much support as you're going to get. As we're going to get. That's right. <laughs> So, all right, on behalf of Christopher Kylan, Jody Lopes, Sanibel Cabrera, I am Johnny Torres. Thank you so much for watching The Yard Sign again. Make sure you catch uh, previous episodes on YouTube and, uh, of course, on our Facebook page. You can also subscribe to the audio version of our podcast on Google, Apple, Spotify platforms, and more coming very soon. When you do that, please make sure to leave us a rating and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, We will see you next Monday with uh, a lot more to talk about and possibly a new member of the show and a a, a very big new member of the show. So I'm excited about that. Good night, everybody. Say bye-bye kids.